0: what is up y'all welcome back to another episode of surfing the stream where every week we are on a quest to find out what is the greatest movie and or tv show of all time i am matt primo joined by josh primo What's up, my bitches how are you today sir man i'm
1: making pretty good i just had mexican food so i'm oh. sitting fat and happy
0: i'm all fat and sassy hell yeah well, guys, if you are new to surfing the stream every week, we will we used to review a movie a week, Josh and I, and we kind of eh, I wouldn't say got bored with it, but we needed something, something fresh. So we started reviewing some uh, a TV series, and that was The Sopranos. We are here with our final episode of season one. We are reviewing episodes number 12 and 13, as well as giving you our overall general impressions of season one. Uh so if you have not been following along with us or if you have not seen the previous eleven episodes, then you might not want to be listening to this one. Maybe you should go back and listen to the uh the other episodes, the other reviews that we had uh that we've already done. So go check those out, push balls on this and just come back. Uh or I mean you can do whatever the fuck you want and listen to it if you want. I don't really give a shit. But regardless, thank you for joining us. If you want to consider supporting us and be a creator slash producer of all of our content, then go to patreon.com slash two game. That is the number two supports any of those tiers and get access to a bunch of different podcasts and exclusive segments, as well as our uh, discord access as well. Uh, shout out to our $20 tier supporters. Carmen Paradixio, Eric Hernandez, Sharon Petrie, Lindsey Humble, Michael King, Casey Pye, Christina Lambeau, Brian slash Corey Costa and Ryan Sibley. We appreciate you all joining us at that $20 tier. Thank you so much. Uh, let's go ahead and do it, sir. Soprano Season 1, Episodes 12 and 13. This is it. And at the very end of the episode, we will give you our overall score of Season 1 as well. Let's start off with Episode 12, though. Obviously, because it before thirteen. I don't know if you do that or not, but it, it does.
1: Oh, man, thank you.
0: <laughs> uh, episode 12 is titled Isabella, Despite Prescriptions for Prozac and Lithium from Dr. Melfi, Tony falls into chronic depression. Eh, I don't know about chronic depression. He, he, the chronic depression lasted all of like 10 minutes, but whatever. Not here to judge. Uh, he hallucinates meeting Isabella, a beautiful Italian exchange student, staying at the Cusimano's, which temporarily lifts his spirits. Junior's plan is put into action, and the FBI pay a visit to the Sopranos. So what did you think about Isabella, sir? Th- not the character of th- the show or I mean, you uh, can also I tell me about how you how you felt about Isabella, the character it's, it's your turn
1: i i liked it uh i'm not saying it's the best i think it was pretty damn good though uh i don't know the whole dream part i i get where it's going and what it meant and how it uh tied into the whole story but sometimes i felt like it was too long of a dream sequence uh i do like how uh you get to see junior uh running his crew and being able to see how he operates and you know i like to see how tony was in this funk everything was going wrong and then you know the turning point he's like wait a minute i have everything to live for
0: Mm. yeah actually i'm oh go ahead
1: Oh, and then we just get the ending, you know, where he finds out about his mother and Junior wanting to kill him and, you know, the, the agents. going down. What? I said, shit's going down. Yes, sir. It's, it's been to pop off. You learn a lot in here about uh what, you know, all the comments Junior's made throughout the past episodes. It's coming down now.
0: So I think I'm kind of in the same boat as you. I, I like this episode a lot, but the dream sequence just leaves so much to be desired. So much to be desired. It's at this point in the season, which is episode 12. We, I mean, this is the penultimate episode of season one. I, I think they are spending a lot of time doing other things than kind of addressing the main focus of the season, which is the, the overall conflict between junior and, uh, and Tony. Now they do kind of address it a little bit in this episode, but do we really need that much to do with this Isabella character who is only going to be around for one episode? I don't really think so. So I think they just kind of mismanaged it a little bit with that, or maybe it's just the execution. Uh, One thing I have like a love hate relationship with uh, James Gandolfini's acting in this episode, on one hand, I think it's really great. I I I, I kind of see where they're coming from, kind of like what you were saying earlier. I understand what they're going for. But when you compare his Tony Soprano of like last episode compared to the Tony Soprano right now where he's in depression, he's just not as... What's the word I'm looking for? He, he's just missing something, you know? And obviously that's because he's in depression and whatnot. I, I fucking get that. But uh, I don't know. It just it just seems a little lackluster to me. A little boring. Would you agree?
1: I would agree. I would agree. But. uh, I don't know. Don't you feel like this shows you how sloppy Junior is with his organization and how he runs? I mean, he's sitting in the back of a car while he's meeting, you know, a said hitman that he doesn't want no part of. And, you know, he's throwing up on the outside and he's like, oh, you got to kill that guy, too, because he knows too much. His mouth is too big. It just seems very sloppy for somebody of Junior's uh, experience.
0: I, I, I agree. I agree. And it, No future spoilers. But uh, I, I do think that just goes to show that maybe he just wasn't the right dude for the job. Maybe, yeah, maybe he was, like, next in line for it, but that doesn't mean you're... Uh, you're always deserving of it, or the the best suited person for it, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, one of my favorite parts of Junior in this episode is when they're at the wake and he's like, "Oh, she gave me my first hand job." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he, he's like, what, "What the fuck am I saying around this? Is this lady's wake?"
0: <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't just him; she gave a hand job to him and somebody else. <laughs>
1: Yes, indeed.
0: <laughs> now, while ultimately the Isabella storyline in this episode is definitely my least favorite uh, of the episode, obviously, and it, it, it's up there with, like, least favorite things that happens on the show, I, I would I would have to say, especially in season one so far. But that's not to say there ain't some great things that happen in this episode, because there are. One, Tony gets capped, so or try to get capped, you know? So I mean that was a tense scene. And then you get the uh you get some of the scenes with Carmela. Now, I don't I don't like the Isabella scenes, but when he starts talking to, to Carmela about Isabella, dude, that's just fun.
1: That that is a that is a superb scene, sir. I'm
0: gonna cut your <laughs> dick off. I'm cut your dick off if I had any respect for myself. I was like, God damn. <laughs> yeah. And then what was so funny is. He he asked her later on about it, and she's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And when he's talking to Dr. Melfi, he says, yeah, you think she was pissed off about actually knowing it in the dream? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: that shit was funny. You know what I really enjoyed on this uh, episode is when you know at, they're, they're all at Tony's house, they're coming by to say their things, and Liv just drops the bomb on, like, Acting like she's forgetful and doesn't know stuff all of a sudden, and the look on Junior's face, man, was just priceless. Epic, yes. He's like, "This bitch just played me."
0: I love when when they go like back towards the end of the episode, and uh, you know she's looking for her slipper underneath the bed. Well, Liv, what are you doing? I'm looking for my I'm looking for my slipper. Fuck your slipper! <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck was that back there?
1: <laughs> I don't like that language. <laughs> I don't like that kind of language. Uh, I've been getting forgetful. That's awful fucking convenient.
0: <laughs> uh, dude, what about uh? It, it was like towards the very beginning of the episode when when Chris asked. Uh, Sill about Tony, and he he says uh, Tony must look. He looks tired, and it's like maybe he has a uh, hypoglycemia. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I just, yeah. I, I, it, it was such a it's such a, a small thing, but dude, it just it just cracked me up. Just hearing some, one of the mobsters say something medical, <laughs> maybe it was a uh, hypoglycemia.
1: Yeah, and I just uh, still has a way of just uh, delivering just one or two lines you know it's not like the line is funny but his delivery is what makes it funny
0: absolutely and then another thing i thought was funny was when uh when chris is following tony and you know tony's at the little the little newsstand and chris parks next to the the gang bangers car <laughs> yeah. I, I, I love it because the gang bangers are so nice <laughs> yeah. they're like hey man can you, can you please move your car and Chris is just like fuck off, <laughs> <laughs> yo! Yo, move this piece of shit. <laughs> we're gonna have to cap. We're gonna get cap him and him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean, uh, you just think they would have picked somebody better to have done that.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but the, you know, I, I understand why they went with that. Oh, we'll do this so it doesn't trace back to us. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Wouldn't somebody of his? caliber in the uh in the mob like kind of expect that
1: yeah exactly exactly
0: it's like bruh you're you're not being very sneaky with this and then another great scene that i that i really enjoyed was the uh was the dinner scene where liv came to the house Mm -hmm. and uh it's just fantastic loud capping how she's just loud capping Tony for being uh, depressed. I just fucking love it. Like she's just straight up talking about uh, him being depressed. And, uh, and as soon as someone claps back at her for anything, she's all, I promise this is the last time I'm coming back. to this house. <laughs> yeah, uh, 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 And we talk uh, all yeah. the time. We talk all the time about reoccurring jokes throughout the series. This is one of those jokes. And I, I guess I didn't realize it up until now, but I'm like, Wow, she said that like three or four times so far this season.
1: Yeah, she said, all right, I, right. yeah,
0: yeah." And it was just yeah. And then what about uh, he, he live not live. Uh, Carmela was talking to Tony about, you know, after he got shot. Hey, maybe this is our wake up call. Maybe we should take the the cops deal and and whatnot, and go to witness protection and kind of just get out of here. And Tony's like. Uh, but I took an oath. And she's like, what are you, a kid in a treehouse? What, <laughs>
1: <Yeah. laughs> do you want to sit outside the road and sell relics? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> because we both, I mean, we both know that Karm is about the money, about the status. There's no way she could go live a quiet life like that. And you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This is what she likes. She likes the being able to buy whatever the hell, you know, and the status of the big ass house and the cars and stuff. So she would never make it. No. And witness protection.
0: No. Just, she's she's full of shit. She's full of shit. But uh, now, do you have anything else you want to say about episode 12?
1: No, that's it. I, yeah,
0: that's would, you, would it. You end up rating it.
1: I gave it uh 8.
0: Yeah, you know, I, I thought about it. I was like, ah, I'm probably going to go with 7.5. I just really dislike that Isabella stuff. But when I got back to thinking about it, I'm like, I mean, I didn't hate it. It just wasn't my favorite. But whatever, I go with an 8. And that's what I end up with.
1: Yeah, you reminded me of some funny things in there, you know, especially with the live and the dinner scene. And I was like, you know, the the, uh, the slipper and shit like that. I was like, yeah, that bumps bumped up. Fuck your slipper. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny. <laughs> I don't know. It was a delivery man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Episode 13, the season finale of season one. And it is titled, I Dream of Jeannie Cusimano. Junior agrees with Tony on the situation with Jimmy Altieri. Uh, Tony finds out about his mother and uncle's plot. He warns Dr. Melfi that her life may be in danger Christopher, Polly, and Silvio take care of family business, and Tony's friend Artie Bucco reopens his restaurant. What did you think about the season finale, sir?
1: I fucking loved it. I loved it, sir. It wrapped everything up that w- that was building, and it just, I don't know, it gave it a great big fucking hand job. I don't know, it was great. <laughs>
0: I was like, where's he going with this? <laughs>
1: I mean, you see, you know, we got wrapped up the other day and talking about our love for pussy. We totally (laughs) forgot to mention about Jimmy and how they were turned on to him maybe being a a snitch. You know, you have that. You got the, uh, the whole Dr. Melfi thing where, you know, they've been kind of progressing with him and her relationship. And it has that bombshell in it. And then we learn from the tapes that Greengrove Grove was bugged, and Tony knows it was his mother and Junior. Junior. And then you know it just it throws that mob aspect into it. He's like, "Yeah, we're going to clip these, these, and these. Let's get this plan in motion." And all his under people, you know, go out to make this happen. And then, of course, it's a great episode because there's already Buko in it. And I think the scene between Tony and Artie in the alleyway was phenomenal. Uh, I don't think it could get any better. And then at the end, he's trying to uh, kill his own mother and get in a fight with the ambulance people, the, the <laughs> ambulance drivers.
0: <laughs> this guy right here. <laughs> this guy right here. No, the Artie, the Artie scene was fantastic fantastic there there was a lot of emotion there there was a lot of build up there i mean that's been going on since episode what 2 episode 1 i forget when they put yeah. the fire to the thing it, it may have been episode 1 i can't remember
1: but that was that was, that was a great
0: great scene and then yeah everything already in this episode was just fantastic because how he delivered he, that
1: don't freak me like i'm some fucking piece of shit <laughs> You could tell it was just like he was so pissed off he was flustered, man, and it just came through.
0: <laughs> the actor is probably like, "I'm so pissed off, I don't know what I'm pissed off about."
1: Well, yeah.
0: <laughs> and then he goes to the he goes to the church and talks to Father Phil, and Father Phil is like, "Uh, yeah, you really got to go to the police and you talk to Charmaine. You know, she's she's writing all this and yada yada yada." And uh, Artie just kind of sits there for a second and looks at him. He goes you're really getting off subject.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then he meets him up later and he's like, you know, I decided against that. He gave us something positive to for Charmaine to always be so negative. Yeah, I'm good now.
0: <laughs> Dude, I fucking love Artie, man. Fucking love you.
1: <laughs> and you know, what really irritated me in this, this, uh, scenes with, uh, Father Tentilla, man, could he scrape his teeth on the damn fork anymore?
0: Oh, I didn't fucking he, notice that,
1: dude. He was eating that pasta and it was. I was like, God damn, dude! Wait, how did it go? I got one time.
0: One time. <laughs> <laughs> but while we're all on the subject of Father Phil, uh, he—you know—I wouldn't say he's just one of my favorite characters in in the in the series by any means. But this episode, dude, everybody's coming from all angles for this dude. In more ways than one, we got Jackie April, not Jackie April, uh, Rosie April, and then Carmela. There's like this love triangle thing going on where they're both jealous of each other and their relationship with Father Phil. So we got that. So there's tension building there because, you know, Carmela is like super fucking jealous about it. Oh, and definitely. Then he, and then you got the Artie Bucco stuff, and he's just like, yeah, um you're getting off subject here. And then (laughs) follow up shit where is she, is she a nag? Yes. (laughs) But then to end it all, father Phil comes into the house, Carmela's house, and he brings a DVD. And you just, you know why he's there. Okay. You know, he's there for the food. That's all. Every time that father Phil shows up something, he's getting food. And oh, Carmela just, just unloads on his ass and it is fantastic. And his response that that acting from Father Phil, I don't know the actor's name, but whatever. His acting was was fantastic because you just it almost looks like he didn't know what was going to happen in that scene. Like, you know, after you just get an ass whooping, an ass chewing and you just look and you're like, well, fuck, I- yeah, This is awkward. Uh, I'm, I'm speechless. <laughs> and the dude fucking walks out, and the whole time I'm like, the motherfucker forgot his DVDs, and then he fucking walks back, grabs the DVDs and leaves.
1: I don't know why I found that so fucking funny. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: I was like, dude, had to do the fucking walk of shame back. twice. <laughs> and I don't want to be that guy. But the damn dude's name is Father Tintilla, not Father Fatherfield.
0: It's Father Tintilla. Phil Tintilla. Is it Phil? Yeah, that's what it says on IMDB.
1: Oh, because you know, when we first started this, you called him Dr. Phil. I thought you were still running with that. I was like, I wonder if he fucking even realizes that he keeps calling this guy like Dr. Phil.
0: <laughs> no, according to IMDB, it's uh it's Phil Tintilla, but I was afraid that I would, I would say his name wrong, so I just went with Phil.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Father T? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Father T?
1: <laughs> hey,
0: man, I'm just calling it like I see it, man.
1: <laughs> All right? I'm going. i You know, I, I love the fact that Carm finally called them out on it.
0: And I think this, that, that might be the last time we ever see him, right?
1: Uh, no, you'll see him, but he, he won't be back at their house. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, she just finally just just loud caps him, and it's just the the one thing about this episode. And you mentioned it a minute ago. You said everything that had been building up for twelve episodes gets addressed in this episode, and that is actually one hundred percent correct. Everything, the whole season, we've been having this, uh, this tension, this love triangle, not love triangle because rosalie april just randomly comes in on the final episode i don't know what that's all about but you no know, whatever but she she has this relationship with father t you know and <laughs>
1: that's
0: been building all season and, and you're like dude father t's he's a bit of a dick man he only wants you for your fucking food won't you fucking see that and then she fucking sees it and she lets him have it and then you have the build-up of tony and uh, Junior, pretty much throughout the entire season, as well as Liv and Tony throughout the entire season. And he goes to the hospital, tries to fucking kill her with a pillow. And he's when he finds out that she has a stroke, he is just laughing. And then he leans in. And that scene was incredible. Because you, you can just tell how pissed off Tony was in that scene. And he's like, I know you fucking did it. And then she she has like a little smile. I, I never caught the smile, but he says she smiled. Did you did
1: you Yeah. Have... No, I never have caught it. I, I was just wondering but how how the fuck was she had faked that right at the time he was coming to see her? Dude
0: it's uh, awfully
1: convenient. I mean it is awfully convenient. It is awfully convenient because you see that and then you see the part where, you know, Artie she tells Artie and it acts like she didn't know who that was. I think she did that purposely.
0: And then she just so happens to remember about his restaurant.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think she was playing it then.
0: Dude. I'm, Liv is like the overarching villain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We think, we think it's junior, but
1: dude, it, it's Liv. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, one of my favorite scenes was when Chris and Jimmy are in the uh, the yeah. elevator and he's like, Oh, you didn't let me put nothing on. Nice. You know, I, I don't get the women like I used to. And he's like, do I smell good? And he's like, oh, yeah, you smell like uh, whatever that cologne is curled up your ass. <laughs> <laughs> and then the Russian chick walks outside, and he's like, wow, big tits, little feet hitting any man's league.
0: <laughs> dude, that dude just going in there for some, for some poutine pie, man, fucking gets capped. Man, what the fuck, man? It's fucked up. Do we yeah, and then, do we not have morals around here? Do we not have totally. lines that we have drawn in the sand? I believe that's. I, I believe we I should think, cross that line. I think that
1: should be a line, sir. <laughs> but you know, you don't. You don't get to see a whole lot of Jimmy, but his acting comes through at that final scene where he's like, "Oh fuck, they figured it out," you know, because he's like, "Well, did you punk ass pieces of shit forget I was a capo?" And they're like, "I don't know. Why don't you call for backup on your walkie talkie?" And he's like, "Oh."
0: And he starts praying. <laughs> He's like, "Oh, like, I fucked up." <laughs> and yeah, just just everything in this episode. It, it, this is one of my favorite episodes. This is right up there with the uh, with the with the the pilot. Uh, I, I think this is actually probably from top to bottom the best episode of the season, and it's a credit to the writing for the first twelve episodes. You know those episodes that we were like, oh, I mean, it's good, but it was it it was just it was just watchable. You know, I wouldn't say it was amazing or anything like that. You know, the episodes that we gave like six point fives and shit like that. You know, oh yeah, definitely. All all of those watches led to this, and it made it worth it. You know, it made it worth. Oh, it, it did.
1: Uh, I mean, that scene between Tony and Melfi was incredible. I mean, he throws the damn table, and he's like, "You fucking twisted bitch." <laughs> And he's like right in her face. And I don't know if you've ever picked up on it, but there's a little bit of spit that comes out of her mouth and hits her. (laughs) No, I didn't notice that. Yeah. I'm I'm like, that's kind of (laughs) gross. Hey,
0: you ever seen uh, the Friends episode with uh, Gary Oldman in it? Him and Joey Uh, are acting and Gary Oldman's spitting in Joey's face. uh, yeah. yeah, uh, (laughs) He tells him any good actor is spitting when when he's uh, acting. (laughs) 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 And just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <they're just> <laughs> 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 oh shit. I love that show. <laughs> uh but anyways. Yeah, dude. I, I agree. I think I think this is a perfect episode. I, I don't think it could have been any better, but honestly, it's all credit to the the first 12 episodes. We have stuff with Liv in it, we got stuff with Carmela in it. We got everybody kind of shows up at least a little bit in this episode and just has like a little moment or two. I mean, we even get the shit with uh, when Chris and Pauly go after Palmisi, Mike Palmisi, And, yeah. uh, dude, that was hilarious. They're chasing him through the fucking woods. And uh, Pauly's like, oh, fuck, poison ivy. <laughs>
1: yeah, I feel that all over my face. <laughs>
0: dude is freaking the fuck out about it.
1: And the next scene you see Pauly in is when he's sitting at dinner with pill and he has all that uh, calamine lotion all over his fucking face. <laughs>
0: Did you notice when they were shooting? When they were shooting him, have you noticed how how, how they shoot? It, it looks was... like Chris is throwing the gun at him every single time. <laughs> yeah, it did. It, and did you see how many bullets missed him? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Then it looks like he's having a seizure when he gets hit.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was that was.
0: <laughs> yeah. It was, just, it was fucking hilarious, hilarious. Yeah, that then, that
1: was a, a, a definitely a good thing there.
0: And when he leaves the house, you know he tells his wife, uh, she he tells her he calls her a hoe. <laughs> he take, a might <laughs> take a bite, all take a bite, all. And then later in the episode, after you know they find him dead and whatnot, and the news people are there, she's like, "Yeah, he told me he loved me, and he'd be right back." I'm like, "Bitch, he didn't say that." <laughs> 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 he called you a hoe.
1: That's the opposite of what he told you to do. <laughs> but let me. Ask you, do you think Junior, when they're in there interrogating him at the end, where they're like, you know, all you got to do is testify that you were, in fact, not the boss and Tony was the boss and you were just there to take the lightning. Do you think Junior believes that there? I've never been able to figure out if he believes it.
0: Well, you mean that he believes that everybody has.
1: That totally fucking dicked him over that Tony was really running the running the show and he was just. The pawns are, I guess, the uh, scapegoat.
0: I, I, I do think so. Uh, I, I 100% believe that uh, just because of like little tidbits over the course of the season. You know, he's like, oh, they're, why are you asking? Why the fuck are you asking him? I just fucking told you. You know, shit like that in uh, a few episodes ago. But then you got, he's almost kind of like contemplating whether he's actually going to do it or not. But he's so prideful about being the, uh, the boss and he, he doesn't want people to see him as not the boss, so he will go down with the fucking ship regardless.
1: Yeah, you know that that yeah, I could see that as me.
0: yeah. That's what I took it as as you know, yeah, everybody's been undermining me this entire time, but you know what? I will go down. I won't I won't I won't give Tony the satisfaction even if he goes to jail for it. I won't give him the satisfaction of being called the boss.
1: Yeah, yeah, that 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 totally fits him.
0: And then, uh, how's that sit with your ass? Pardon me? How's that sit with your ass? <laughs> I usually do sit with my ass. <laughs> 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 when, fucking, when fucking Polly asked me about the psychiatry. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: man, I didn't know where to put... I thought you were trying to set me up. I was like, what the fuck is this guy asking me?
0: <laughs> I, was try, I was trying to set you up. <laughs> <laughs> I was
1: like, I don't ever remember that line.
0: <laughs> what, what do you think about, uh... About Tony, how's that sit with your ass? Well, I usually do sit with my ass.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I must have missed that one. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah, that's towards the end. Uh, Polly and Sil are, are, are talking to each other. Ah, uh, yeah, I must have missed that one. And then, uh, another great line is uh, the power struggle between Tony and Junior. Tony finds out that Junior and Liv wanted him dead, and that, uh, now Tony, now Tony, shit, I can't fucking talk. Tony now wants Junior dead, and then we get the conversation between him and uh, Carmela. and he said, "I should have never brought him eating pussy." Up, <laughs> he said, <laughs> yeah. and psychiatry brought us to this." <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs>
0: yes, <laughs> <laughs> that might be. The best line of the entire season. <laughs> you
1: know, I, I don't think I've ever picked up on that line until this one because I laughed my ass off at that line. I was like, That is <laughs> kind of like a Eng-
0: psychiatry brother. Right. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes indeed.
0: Like it seems so like over the top and over dramatic when he says it. You're like, <laughs> yeah. no, that's actually that's actually what brought him to this. <laughs>
1: yeah, this is uh totally what got y'all in uh jacked up uh dude i I give it a 10 out of 10 oh man i definitely 10 out of 10 definitely
0: fucking just fantastic yeah so uh looking at the overall season what did you end up giving the uh overall season sir a score uh it was uh 8.9 rounded up yeah i feel like i scored everything higher than you
1: well that's what you told me to add them all up and, to, and, you know, you gave me the math lesson on how to get an average. <laughs> that was the average.
0: <laughs> Damn. I got a uh, 8.3, sir. Did you? Yeah. Huh. We, we might need to re-add that a little bit. <laughs> well,
1: <laughs> in my defense, there's a few of these episodes that I never wrote a number on. <laughs> He's motherfucking right. <ready. laughs> and after you said that the other day, I was like, Oh fuck! I don't think I numbered him. my. I, I remember telling him my number, but I didn't write the number down, so I just went with what I off the cuff.
0: Oh, that's fair. I, I think it's a great season overall. I, I think the uh, what's weird about this show in general is the fact that there's no like, you know, when you watch a TV show, there's like this overarching thing that's happening throughout the season, right? Like whether it be a villain or or something like that. And this doesn't really have that. You know, I hate when they say TV shows. It's like one long movie. No, this is like one fucking long movie. You know it's it's slowly building a lot of things. And they will go so several episodes without even kind of touching base on the overarching theme or uh, uh, or challenge throughout the season. But what I thought it did a fantastic job of, and we I've kind of just alluded to it a minute ago is, the fact that they have weaved these storylines slowly, methodically, throughout these uh, thirteen episodes, and it culminated in this finale. and it was just it was just perfect. You know, I, I, it could not have been any better for the season finale to tie up all those loose ends, tie up in this big old little fucking bow. And uh, I, I thought the overall season was great. Uh, I'm definitely curious to know how it will stand in comparison to like two, three, four, and five. When we get to those seasons, but one, you know thing I I say about, one thing I will say about the season overall is uh, negative wise, is we will go episodes without seeing some characters. I mean, we went a few episodes without seeing Polly, Sill, Artie. Artie was only in like three episodes a season, four episodes a season.
1: Yeah, you know what I like is how this build up tension all throughout it, and we pretty much get almost all of our answers. In this one, in this one season, and you're like, there's no like, most of them have like a cliffhanger. You know, you'll hear like a, a gunshot or something, and you're like, oh, did they die? You know, it's not like that. It, it, the biggest thought I have going into the next season is, you know, where does the family go from here? H- how do they keep the mob together?
0: I I think that was dude. Not a, I could not have fucking said that any better. Could not have said that any better, sir. Uh, you're absolutely right you know most most tv shows kind of hint at something for the next season but right now we're like what the fuck's going to happen like they don't really tease anything i mean obviously they they tease a little bit that that tony's going to be the boss now but they don't really mention anything past that it almost it's almost kind of like they weren't planning on doing a season 2 you know oh no,
1: but you but you know and i can't think of any show movie that I have such an investment in so many characters. I want to know what's going to happen next when there's not even a storyline to make me wonder what's going to happen next.
0: Yeah, you're right. Like, where where, where does it go now? I want to fucking see it, you know?
1: Yeah, I want to see where these characters progress, you know, what's going to happen with them. But, you know, there's no actual, like, physical storyline saying, it's just great. It's great writing. I mean, how often do you leave a movie and you're like, man, that character was so great. I wish they would make another one.
0: Just mm-hmm. Not right. that character. And it's not just one. It's like you said, it's, it's it's what, 10, 15 characters?
1: Yeah, I mean, we can go back through and you can list them all again for us. And be like, my favorite character is the cast. <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, this would have been so
0: much faster if you just named the one you didn't like. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, go fuck yourself, sir. <laughs> <laughs> nah, dude, I, I absolutely loved rewatching this and kind of looking at it from a critical perspective and not just enjoying it for what it is. I mean, I, I am enjoying it for what it is, but looking at it from a critical eye and kind of looking at things like paying attention more, more in tune to what's going on. Uh, I think is making me enjoy this the season a lot more and the series a lot more uh, so far in the 13 episodes that we've watched. Would you say the same?
1: Yes. Yes, definitely.
0: Well, do you have anything else you want to say about uh, Season 1 of the Sopranos, sir?
1: Uh, no. no.
0: Well, guys, that is going to be it for Season 1. You let us know on our Facebook. You can email me, twogamepodcasts at gmail.com. Let us know what you think about Sopranos Season 1. Let's know if it's uh if, if these reviews are right up your alley. If you don't don't like them, you know whatever. Just let me know. And uh, next week we are going to be taking a little bit of a break. We're going to take probably about two weeks off from watching The Sopranos, just to kind of recharge our batteries and kind of give y'all some different content along the way. And next week we're going to be watching the Netflix original movie that just came out uh, this year, and that is The Man from Toronto. It's the uh, it's the uh, the comedy. It has Kevin Harton. and who in it. Uh, Woody Harrelson is that? Is it that movie?
1: Shit, I don't remember.
0: <laughs> Kevin Hartson. It. It's supposed to be a funny movie. Uh, yeah, we'll, that's we'll see. All I remember. Yeah, Kevin we'll Hart. see. We don't. We don't do very many uh comedies on the uh on the podcast. So we're gonna, we're gonna try to do something a little different for y'all. Yes, sir. Uh, y'all go ahead and check that out, or don't, and just listen to our view. Like I said earlier, you do whatever the fuck you want to. Okay, we just appreciate you supporting us and joining us for these episodes. Uh, Give us a share on Facebook, social media, whatever you want to do. We would greatly appreciate that. And we will catch you all next week on another episode. Later. Later.